while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. It's a lot to react to today. We had the President of the United States come to the South Coast, just about 15, 20 miles from here, from the studio. We have Congressman Jake Auchincloss calling in at 8 o'clock, who was on who was on Air Force One with President Biden because where President Biden went to, Braden Point in Somerset, was in his district and talked about key... And we talked about um, key uh, climate initiatives, uh, you know, as part of his um, climate agenda. And Congressman Auchincloss was there and specifically mentioned uh, by the president. We also have the debate that we're, I think, going to lead with uh, because, you know, we just heard it from uh, on the Howie Carr show, right. moderated by Howie. And I thought he did an excellent job asking uh, the questions that you guys think matter. Right. Um, <laughs> and But before we get there, I do want to announce... a. Vi- a very special birthday to a Republican you're probably all very familiar with, um, disgraced Idaho Senator Larry Craig. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> you may know him as the senator who... Senator uh, Men's Room. Yes, who, who tried to solicit a man for uh, sex in a airport bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I mean, of all the places. Good Lord. Uh, it's also Chris McCarthy's birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you. It reminded me of the birthdays my mother used to give me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so, uh, Chris. What, Wake up. You, Larry Craig's here. Does your birthday mean anything more to you mean, now yes, than it did before? the world. Oh, no. <laughs> what, because I died? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> you typically well, don't get birthdays after you're dead. Right. But you did. I did. I did. I did. Um, you know, look, it's really, quite frankly, it, it was... It was always just a day to me, and you know, I um, it's just a day to me now, really. Okay. But I would say that it, it has no more significance than all the other days I got, right? Which which do have significance to me. Fair enough. So five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get in the program. Again, we've got Jake Auchincloss coming on, reacting to Biden flying into his district. Uh, Congressman Auchincloss flying into Biden's district. Uh, I mean, his district with Biden. Sorry, and uh, we'll talk to him about that at the eight o'clock hour. But first, I want to talk about the debate we just heard. So. You had Chris. This was moderated on the Howie Carr show by Howie Carr. You probably heard it if you were listening on WBSM before. And you heard Jeff Deal, the Trump endorsed uh, former state rep who once ran against Elizabeth Warren in 2018 and is typically considered, you know, he got the endorsement of the convention, I think, pretty handedly by like 70 percent, I think, of the delegates uh, seen as the more rightward candidate. And you have Chris Doty, who is presenting himself as like, um, hey, you remember Charlie Baker? You know, right. I'm just like him. Right. Which works very well for Charlie Baker. 
Uh, Chris Doty is a, a very successful uh, business person from Rentham and uh, he no political experience, which I think he says, you know, uh, is a strength of his. Right. What else is he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I know. I think been that candidate. I go, well, that's that's why I'm good. I was on when I was on with Barry earlier. I I said that that's actually not a strength. I think it's a weakness because tip you're generally like you look at got the Republicans that have won. Charlie Baker had significant government experience. He was a cabinet secretary. Right. You know, even as a selectman afterwards, I mean, mostly because he was bored. But still, um, Mitt Romney had ran, run for Senate before. Was the guy who saved the Olympics. His dad was a presidential candidate, governor of Michigan. Right. You know, head of a, head of a motor company. Head of a motor company. Uh, Bill Weld was a U.S. attorney. So. Um, what did Paul and, and, and he'd run for um, attorney general of Massachusetts uh, before he became before he ran for governor. Right. Uh, well, did he didn't do well, but yeah. Salucci was a state senator. Salucci was a state senator, um, yeah. and also was his dad had a car dealership, and he's he pretty instrumental in that. And um, so, look, I think that Doty gave the very strong performance. Tonight. I thought he did well. I thought he actually presented more of a adult in the room type of demeanor to be agree. honest with you you we heard it on the on the way in it was like if you were listening you were you were probably like uh why did you know why did Doty just interrupt him like that? i mean why did Doty just get interrupted by deal with uh like that when he said you know jeff deal isn't going to win he's a vote for more healy something like that right and then deals like well you does that mean you're not going to endorse me right you know right. <laughs> it was right. like well now well now he can't, right? Right, right, right. I, so, so I'm the voter they're appealing to. Right? Yeah, I generally vote in the Republican primary. Yeah, you play the banjo, and I right? am going. I am going to be appealing. I am going to be voting in this. In this, I, I don't have a pickup truck. No, but I do. I do. Um, you don't want to see my banjo skills. Yeah. But yeah, but don't but tread on me, flag. The point is that, of your house. That, well, actually, the, the, the reality of it is, is that. Jeff Deal is, is trying to appeal to people like that. That's not the voters in the primary. Right. It's not the vast majority of them. In fact, if you look at the roadmap to becoming the governor of Massachusetts, it, Jeff Deal is doing it all wrong, Yeah. Um, quite frankly. And I thought Jeff Doty keeps making the point. I'll give you the other one that I really thought was a bad form on um, Jeff Deal's part, is when he started to bring up the Jeff Doty, who's... I mean, Chris Doty, who's run a very large company, as you say, successful company, has has had, I think, a dozen violations or accusations, things of this nature. Mm -hmm. Well, the fact that Jeff Deal, former Uber driver, is not able to process that and thinks that the average person that runs a company doesn't ever have violations and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, it just showed me that Jeff Deal's not ready to, to run the state of Massachusetts when you don't realize that, hey, when you're in business, you have scrapes, things happen. It doesn't, you know, it's just, it really, I thought, was showed a desperate guy, poor performer. I agree. And uh, uh, I think Chris Doty's uh, strongest point was um, imagine if you worked at a place for a while and then as soon as you left, all your colleagues uh, supported somebody else for the position that you're applying for. I mean, that's basically how Chris Doty uh, framed uh, Jeff Deal because Chris Doty's getting support from a lot of people that C Jeff Deal once worked for in the State House. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Let's actually go to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Hi guys. Uh, after listening to that debate, it just confirms that I'm going to be voting for Chris Doty. Um, I was a Jeff Deal guy. Uh, I actually met Jeff many years ago when he worked here in the city, and um, I like Jeff, but I don't think he's a, 
electable. Right. And yeah. so I'm, 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 I'm going to go to Chris Doty now. And uh, also, you're going to have Jake Ockencloth sauce. Is she going to be on with you later? <laughs> you caught that too? <laughs> Everybody caught that. Is she there? <laughs> is she there? Is she there? Is she coming on the air with you later? Yes, sir. I don't know what you're talking is about. She... The president said, is she there? Oh, did he? Yeah. Right I thought he was talking about Warren. No. no oh. He, he, he jumbled that with Auchincloss. I thought he was talking about Warren. No. no, no uh, Biden referred to... That's why I texted you, is she there? Oh. I thought it was like a diss at Warren. No. Uh, I wasn't paying... I, I'm sorry, I, go I ahead, call Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. With that, I'll leave you guys. Bye-bye. All right, Thanks, thank buddy. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's... He said... He... He... He had a little Bidenism, you know? I thought his performance was very strong today, but... Mm -hmm. he, uh, he go, yeah, he said... Is she there? Like that. It was interesting. Uh, it was very, um, you know, again, look, Biden is an easy target. In many ways, Trump's an easy target. But I have to tell you, I thought he gave a very strong performance. You can read more about it at WBSM.com, particularly the fact that you're reading teleprompters in the, in the blazing sun. You know, while the sun, you can set it up a certain way, the sun does move, mm -hmm. you know, and there are other things that happen, so I don't know what his vision was like on the on the thing. And he's not great at doing it anyway, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, he made that little gaffe. Is, is she there? Then it, it, it sounded like he's calling Jake a woman. No. Well, and Jake very much is not a woman. I know. Although I don't know if he knows what a woman is. We, we don't ask him that question. I wouldn't ask him that question. We don't ask. You wouldn't ask It's him. not constructive to we ask. We don't ask him it's, that. It's not constructive to have it's a member of his, Congress on and ask a question like his, that. Just not, like it's not constructive to ask that question in a uh, Supreme Court uh, <laughs> judicial hearing. Well, I think if he was, if, you know, Jake someday, has, he has a bright future. And so I'd like to prepare him for the Supreme Court. But I don't think that's this yeah, is the well, forum you'd, for it. You probably have to go to law school first. 508-996-0500. you don't. You but, technically don't, per the the Constitution. You don't. Jack, uh, Supreme Court Justice Jackson was the last one without a uh, without a, without a degree. Yeah, uh, I think I don't think William Howard Taft had one either. Jackson was uh, put on by uh, FDR, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you don't uh, per the Constitution, but but just based on industry practice and standards, they typically uh, will not correct. Nominate but he wouldn't somebody. need to go to law school. He wouldn't. Well, Wise he would guy. need to, he would need you to be considered not but per law, but per just the standards that we're this is this is getting too granular well, wait, wait, hold on hold on well, i think we well, anyway so, joe biden has shattered the standards joe biden, joe biden shattered yeah it's true so back to the debate though let's talk yes. about the debate yeah, yeah. more because what i thought was interesting is and we talked about this you made this point actually off air that you know jeff deals out there basically doing the same thing like you know hey i play the banjo too i've got a i've got you know i've got a don't tread on me flag on my pickup truck and all of that other stuff talking about crt and uh you know basically all that go don't say you know alluding to it basically the crt and the don't say gay stuff uh down in florida that they're that they're hooting and hollering about and none of that stuff really matters in terms of the democratic i mean the republican primary because they all more or less people are that are going to vote in that primary generally agree and the Republican electorate, for sure, the, the small margin of the electorate that are actual registered Republicans certainly agree. Um, but by doing that, I think you maybe turn off some independence and it just plays to your probably lack of electability as a candidate if you're going to be talking about that stuff in the general. Well, and also as a voter that, that, that they're trying to target, to me, that seemed like deals just being cheap yeah in other words he's trying to he's trying to push a button right yeah he's trying to trying to trying to get a get a you know get a, get a visceral reaction by by with a hot button button issues right i mean it's it's what he's trying to do what the left does 
Pavlovian responses to to people who who are, who are of the left wing left wing ideology, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I tonight the Howie Carr show put on a great debate. It was great. Howie was a good was moderator. Good. Mm -hmm. He always is. You know, he, he asked good questions. He did, yeah. and he's and he also was in the room as one of the people who's going to be voting in this primary. So you have a situation where we're listening for competency, right? Yeah. You're listening to see. Is, is Jody is Jody going to fall apart? Cause it's his first. That's his first debate ever. Yeah, right. He didn't fall apart. And, he and, won. And Deal had debates, uh, presumably when he was running for state rep, right? As Jody pointed out, he had debates where he lost against, against Elizabeth Warren. Against Elizabeth Warren, right? He already had debates against a much more formidable opponent than Chris Toady, exactly. for sure. Exactly. And I think fell short. And and look, I again, I don't. How do I say this? As Chris Doty mentioned in the debate, you can love Jeff Deal and you can appreciate him for what he's done in the past as a Republican. Um, but he's going to lose. Yeah. So when you vote for him, you might as well just be voting for Healy. Yeah. I mean, you really, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to vote for Jeff Deal because you've got, a, and the other part, and this is crucially important, as I mentioned you on the ride over, Jeff Deal clearly does not plan ahead. And we need that in a governor. Right. In no small detail. Do we need a governor who has some strategic thinking, who has some long-term planning? And I say that, hear me out. Jeff Deal, as we've now learned, when he ran for U.S. Senate, he had no plan afterwards and his, in far as employment. Right. He, after he ran for the U.S. Senate, he's a, he's a father. He has children. And he's married. He ended up as an Uber driver. Right now, look. I'm not criticizing Uber. It's a drivers. fine profession, but one probably you don't take after What's a that? career in politics. Right, and, and it's not a profession; yeah. it's a job right. to pay your bills. Which I I applaud the guy for being able to pay his bills. I think that's the right the right work ethic. But but a minimum work ethic. We've already kind of we we assume that much, right? Yeah. In our gubernatorial candidates, right? Yeah. So the fact that Jeff Deal then got the forced Charlie Baker out of the primary, mm -hmm. right? without any plan to raise the money to actually compete in the primary. Right. He's now running on taxpayer money. Yeah. Right? He's tapping he has, in he's tapping into the state uh he's running he's tapping into the state's campaign uh finance uh state campaign funds because he can't finance his own campaign. Right. So he didn't have a plan for that either, right? So the fact that the guy takes these risks, which I guess in some ways you can applaud him for his for his um his his willingness to, to take a risk for his cause. Yeah. But they're reckless He's got children, for God's sakes. Right. He couldn't. He could, didn't. Didn't have a plan if he lost the race right. against Liz Warren, and he lost by thirty six points. Didn't have a financial plan for himself, and then here we go. He runs for governor. He doesn't have a financial plan. You, to fund you assume it. that five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you uh, want to give us your thoughts on the governor's race, you want to give us thoughts on the Biden visit. We're going to get to the Biden visit later. Again, Congressman Auchincloss is going to be joining us at eight o'clock. So, um, you you run for Senate as a Republican. Against someone like Elizabeth Warren, who is going to win, right? You know is going to win. Right. So why you would do that, I would think, to, to get a, a broader, you know, to get some broader name recognition and then have a landing spot after the state house, right? Maybe you're tired of driving up to Boston every day. We had a Republican president and a Republican governor, and neither of them hired him. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, come Republican on. Republican governor who endorsed him and then and <laughs> and then that's, was like, that's, well... That's a problem. He endorsed him, and then in the debate in 2018 against Jay Gonzalez, he, in a very funny ad, Jay Gonzalez actually 
um, had a light switch on, flipped it between indoors and non-indoors. Charlie Baker, after endorsing him, wasn't sure he was going to vote for him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? It was a really funny ad by Jay Gonzalez. Didn't do Jay Gonzalez much good. No. but I like Jay Gonzalez. He seemed like a nice guy. I met him in New Bedford uh, when he was running. He seemed like a really nice guy. But uh, he was like, yeah, I, um, I'm not sure if, I, you know, because Jay Gonzalez asked Charlie Baker straight up, are you voting for Jeff Deal in the Senate? And he said, well, you know, I've I've made decisions on a lot of my votes, but that one, and you know, I'm still basically, I'm still thinking about. And then the moderator even was like, you're not sure if you're going to endorse somebody that uh, you're not going to vote for someone you endorse. Then he goes, well, yeah, I endorse. Like he just, you know, again, he, he waffled on it because he was frankly ashamed to put his name on, on the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's, you know. We're beating up on the guy, but he's, you know, trying to be the most powerful person in the state. So I guess, you know, I can't. I can't Lord, I, whoever becomes the governor is going to make serious decisions. Yeah. This isn't this isn't about becoming a, a host on a talk show host. Right? It isn't become about being a host on a TV show. This isn't about, um, you know, writing a book or any of those other things. It's not about it's, it's about a guy who's going to have significant power. As Dodie pointed out, this is not about being in the legislature. When you're in the legislature. It's entirely different. Right. This is about being the governor. Yeah. <laughs> about having extraordinary executive power. And Jeff Deal, I'm sorry, he does not have the planning ability to be the governor of Massachusetts. I don't care if you agree with him on all the issues. I do agree with him on many, many issues. Yeah. But he has shown us that time and time again that Jeff Deal doesn't have the strategic planning ability, even when it comes to his own wife and family and children. And I mean, I hate to make it personal, but what else do we have to go on? <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't know what his record was in the House. He never got a bill passed. Yeah. He got defeated for the state Senate before he got defeated for the U.S. Senate. So right. all he's left me with is, is his own, and, and he's running against Doty, and, he, and he's criticizing Doty's business relationships, yeah. his personal relationships with, with the community as far as business go. So all I have to go on is that, and as far as I can tell, Jeff Deal, after successfully winning the nomination for the U.S. Senate and losing to Elizabeth Warren, ended up having to become an Uber driver to keep the lights on at his house. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which is, which again, nothing against being an Uber driver, and I applaud the man for the work ethic, but I assume the work ethic. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on. Uh, we are, we're also taking messages on WBSM app chat. We want to know your thoughts on the race uh, for governor. You know the thoughts on the debate if you listen to it and who you're voting for. Uh, we did have a candidate that say after that uh, we did have a caller say that after that debate they were they were a Jeff Deal fan, but they're convinced they're voting for 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 Chris Doty. Right. Uh, so we wonder how many uh, people like that are out there. You know, I will say, like I said, the time that he interrupted uh, Doty when he said, well, you're not going to endorse me, are you? And then even, like, Howie was just like, come on. <laughs> I think right. Howie even said, come on, right. you know? He was like, come on, what are you, what are you doing? Right. You know, let the guy talk. Right. And, and then, like, first of all, interrupting him, it, like, if you're going to interrupt somebody in debate, at least, like, be funny, have a zinger or something like that. But when you say something like that, now it's like, well, now he's definitely not going to endorse you right because you just painted him in that into that corner and if you're going not going to give you any money right which is really <laughs> yeah, what you need exactly endorsement who cares right it's the money Jeff. right uh 508-996-0500 let's take a break we'll be right back 1420 wbs off coast tonight i'm marcus man i'm chris mccarthy <laughs> So I keep saying this every, almost every day, but like this is why we have South Coast tonight, and it's 
for it, it this is why we have South, for a lot of reasons but this is why we have south coast tonight so we can react to all of the things that have happened during the day especially a pretty um i would say chaotic day in right. terms of news you had the president coming down here to the south coast you had a debate that was hosted uh by howie carr here in wbsm just uh, just before this program and we get to react to that live um 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program so um Chris, yes, what do sir. you think a re- winning Republican message is? So, if you, so a winning Republican message in Massachusetts, I think this year, is, um, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll make this as quick as I can, but based on, not polling or any of that, but based on what's happened over and over again in Massachusetts, going back to Bill Weld, right? I mean, we've got a track record of, of performance. We know what works. We know what the voters are looking for. We know that the voters overwhelmingly vote in districts, um, legislative districts for Democrats. However, when you look at the whole map of the state, they will elect a chief executive in some respects to counteract the Democrats, in some respects for a competency, right? So you look at Mitt Romney. He got elected because he was a competent business executive. Yeah. Not because people liked his social... They rejected him a few years earlier when he ran against Ted Kennedy for the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. right? But... You look at Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker lost, but he came back. He was able to, to put together a campaign where he said, look. It, that was a fairly close campaign. It was. It was. Patrick and it was. Murray. Yeah. So he, um, his, his, his was, I'm an experienced person, and you can trust me and he to tried run the to, governor. You know what the, the funny thing about Charlie Baker is? In, o, in o, 2010, he tried the kind of um, visceral type of campaign that I think Jeff Deal's trying. Remember his slogan was, had enough yet? Right. right. Wasn't it had enough yet? And that that I guess I mean, by and large, turned the, the voters that he needed to turn on turned him off. Right. So I you know, it's it isn't wasn't until he refined his approach even more than he had before that that he was able to get elected. Five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Hello. Hey, good evening, uh, Chris and Marcus. Uh, uh, congratulations on your new show. This is uh, Jacob Ventura calling in. Hey, Jake. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Jake. Jake, uh, Jake is a former uh, state Senate candidate and an attorney Republican. and a Republican, unfortunately. Thanks for that reminder, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, in all seriousness, I wanted to uh, call in. I, I've been meaning to. Congratulations on the new show. I think, uh, first of all, it's going to be huge for the uh, the South Coast to have more local programming. And I think uh, I think you two are perfect for it. But, Thanks, Jake. Appreciate um, Jake. As far as the, uh, the debate, I had a chance to listen. I know Jeff. Um, I've known him for years uh, through the legislature. And uh, we campaigned together. And uh, Chris, obviously, is a newcomer. I uh, got to meet him at the Republican convention uh, in uh, Western Mass a few months ago. And I think both of them, uh, you know, have a certain appeal. Obviously, each of them have their weaknesses as well. But, you know, with Chris Doty, uh, you know, he is an executive. He's got the uh, the business acumen. Uh, as, you know, Chris McCarthy just said, people in Massachusetts look for that type of leadership, um, you know, in the corner office. And, uh, you know, I think he came pretty uh, pretty clear tonight that he, you know, is someone who would focus on looking at uh, making the business environment much more competitive, the, the regulatory structure, the tax structure, and I think he's got um, the background for it. Um, as far as uh, Jeff Deal, um, look, he's endorsed by the former president. I think that's helpful in a primary. Right. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I've not... But does it hurt him in the, in the general, Jake? I mean, really? Because that's what we're actually talking about. We know it's, we know the primary is, is a nice hurdle. Yeah. It's a necessary think, hurdle, you know, but what do you think happened to the general with a Trump endorsement? 
Yeah, yeah, I think I think generally speaking, it would be a negative thing. I think this year though could be different. Um, I think we're we're going to see a, a red wave across the nation. I think there will be um, some spillover in Massachusetts. I don't think it's going to be huge. I think um, generally speaking, though, Jeff has had a um, background uh, in um, you know repealing the uh, the automatic gas tax. I think if he can harness, if he is the nominee, if he can harness himself to an issue like that, I think there's a uh, an upcoming push or uh, uh, preventing, um, you know, the issuance of driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. I think those certain issues have mass appeal. And I think, um, you know, ultimately I'd like to say, I think whoever the nominee is, I think they're probably going to start off at about a 45% baseline. 45%? I would say so. I I do think so. And I think once you start getting, um, you know, more statewide attention and some outside groups nationally, like the Republican Governors Association, I think Maura Healy, uh, while very competent, I don't just uh, agree with her on every issue, but uh, I do think she does have some high negatives. And I think I think it could get close. Um, We've seen this time and time again where Republicans are consistently written off. Um, You look at Scott Brown. You look at other uh, Republican candidates. So I I do think whoever the nominee is, um, I mean, that's my... You know, Scott Brown kind of had the perfect storm, right, of, of, of things going his way. I mean, he was a, a better candidate for sure than Martha Coakley. He presented himself in a very, I think, very down-the-middle way, very relatable way. But we don't know if, if, and, if and it Maura was a special Healy, election. The special, Healy piece, the special election piece is big, but, you know, Maura Healy has never had a competitive race. Against, right. and and it, she's true. never had a general election. Never. Not, not a, competitive, a competitive primary, not a competitive general election. Yeah, which election. is entirely different. I agree. I mean, Memorial, you said some really crazy things. The Republican Governors Association will be ready, and I think if there's an opportunity at uh, victory, I think those resources could pour in, and I think it could get interesting. Do you think that, like, Glenn Youngkin is going to be a model if Jeff Deal wins? I mean, I think... uh, I think he, he he probably should serve as a model for whoever the candidate, uh, the Republican nominee is. I think, you know, obviously uh, parents right now across the nation are very concerned with the uh, issues uh, in local school boards uh, and in their uh, local communities. I think whoever is the nominee, I would I would hope that either Doty or Deal uh, at least take his approach when it comes to education and empowering parents. Jake, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jake. Have a good one. Jake Ventura. Um I just think that Mara Healy does have vulnerabilities that she didn't get a primary to, to, to get. You know, look, I think it really hurt her not to have, or could hurt her, could hurt her to not have had a primary. It's, I think it's always good to have a primary. Look, whoever comes out of this Republican primary will be a stronger candidate for it. Because you, you particularly Doty, because it'll be his first time. So, I mean, Jeff Deal is a better candidate because he's had so much experience. But it doesn't matter because I don't think he's capable of taking that experience and turning it. So we'll see what happens. But Maury, Maura Healy, my problem with Jeff Deal is if he got the nomination, I'm not sure he'd have the resources to mount the kind of campaign for the general election he the that he would need. Yeah, he right. doesn't have the resources now. Well, because, because when he gets to the general election, what I think he's repl- relying on is he'll have the Massachusetts, he'll have the uh, Republican Governors yeah, Association, yeah. things like that. But the reality is he won't have Charlie Baker. Yeah. He yeah. ruined Charlie Baker's political career. He won't have, yeah. Exa- well, exactly. Well, do you think... Do you think Charlie Baker would have run again? I, I do. I kind of think he would have. I think, I think definitely. So here's the thing. I think he probably 
wins the primary, right? But I think he doesn't want to. I think the thing was he didn't want to deal with a primary. Oh right, he'd already been yeah. in office for eight years. He had just dealt with COVID, and frankly, did a better job than every other gov- governor in the country. Yes, like statistically, and and so, um, like he's probably like, all right. Well, I did what I wanted to do. Why? Why do this again? Why go through all of this? You know, because you think about it. What other other than that? What other reasons would he have not to run? He's already. He doesn't need to make any more money, right? right. Oh, he's he's sixty five. He's not making any money, right. right? His he's sixty five. His kids are older, right? You know, he's uh, got a seventy eight percent whatever approval rating. So you know, he clearly likes the job. He does like the job. He clearly likes the job. So why wouldn't he have just kept doing it? He could have done it, frankly, as long as he wanted to. And if he had jumped in, I don't think more. And as I like Maura Healy, I've met Maura Healy a few times. I don't think times. she would have run. I don't think she would have run. She would have seen that. You know, she. I don't. I, she was clearly waiting for him to, right. to make his decision. Right. right. And he was waiting to the last minute to decide he didn't. Whether he, I'm sure there's a lot of family considerations there. Yeah. As to whether or not he was going to. You, know, you never know what husband and wives are discussing, but obviously it's a sacrifice for your family to run for political office. And so, yeah. You know, I I, I wonder if. You know, the, the thought was, look, and I'll tell you the other thing I think that it, it had had an impact here is when the, the, the uh, climate people were in his house protesting. Um, when you're the governor of Massachusetts and you have state police security and people are, people are able to to, um, to pierce that security and get that close to you, that's, that's a it's not worth it kind of moment. Not just the climate people, but all the anti-COVID people. Was that what they do? Were they anti-COVID people too? Yeah, there were, there were, um, there, there was a bunch uh at his house in Swampscape, right. at his, at, they were like, I mean, like hundreds, if not thousands, of people camped outside yeah. of his house during COVID. I mean, the idea to say, of like, oh, you know, open up Massachusetts. Protesters coming to your house is something. It's gross, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you remember the legislature, or a member of board of selectmen, or the governor of Massachusetts, you ought to have a little peace and sanctity in your own home. That you not be, you know, they were over amount of poison. At Bill Strauss's house, the illegal aliens demanding he he. And How he, do you know that their immigration status? Because they were asking for driver's licenses because for illegal aliens. I got a I got I got a thing about human nature. Generally, people don't protest for other people's interests. I I think do they? You, I think you need a lesson in solidarity, my friend. Yeah. Communism five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. So, uh, anyways, guys, like I was telling you about the, um, you know, the odds in Las Vegas about you guys lasting a week without, or no, maybe a month without killing each other. <laughs> I, I was thinking about con- contributing some money to have a referee in there, but um, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Hey, um, <laughs> we'll have a snowball yeah, fight. Yeah, well, yeah, we could always do that. Um, I'll pay for the snow. We'll bring it <laughs> in. Thank you, sir. Um, Thank you, sir. So, so anyways, um, so this is the guy that travels all around the Commonwealth. And, again, for your listening audience, you know, uh, just leaving, leaving Councilor Abrams' um, uh, time. Um, interestingly enough, we have the app, and uh, we don't have electricity at our house. Uh, but my question to you is: Wait, what was that? that? Whoa, hold on. Go, go back. What happened? Uh, well, I, I, we have an app on our phone that tells us when we've lost electricity. At oh, our you're at go. I know you're 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 at Councilor Abrams' fundraiser right now. Yeah, we were at Councillor Abrams' fundraiser. Right. Yes. How was the turnout? How was it? Unbelievable. Tons of politicians. Great time. Oh, cool. Un- unbelievable. I was working. The nines. Yes. Yep. And, and you were noticeably, both were noticeably missed. 
But my question, again, you know, I traveled to the Commonwealth, and I got the sense when, when Donald Trump uh, won the election, again, Chris, you can say it, Barry, listen, uh, you know, you're a registered Democrat, that's your own problem. But I, I got the sense of what, what, what we saw happening, and it didn't happen in Massachusetts. But, again, you know, Marcus, we've had this conversation about the governor being uh, Republican as a check and balance. I, I go back to Air Silver. I go back to Salucci, Weld, Smith, uh, you know, some of the Republican governors. And, and what happened? What made it so special for them that in a, you know, a, a Kennedy, Kerry, uh, staunch Democratic state that we have, how, how did we uh, elect a Republican governor? Has any, I mean, that, that I, and I hear you guys talking about it, but I think that the feel that I get across the Commonwealth is, and, and, and Mark, great candidate, um, but wh- wh- where are we? are we? Are we still going to surprise people? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's as given as both of you say. I hear Chris concede. I hear Marcus pounding his chest. But I, I just don't think it's as, as, as given of a result as, as you guys are predicting. So you think there is, there is some life in the GOP against Mara Healy? I I think that there is a there is a check and a balance that the voters in Massachusetts absolutely identify with, and I think that that it's it's the top seat. And why have we done it in the past? And if you know the analysis that I would ask you guys to do for you, for your listening audience is, you know, how did we all the way to James Smith? You know, with a helicopter going out to Adams? How did all that happen? Yeah, um, I would just say it's, it's. I think people, like you said, like the. I guess they think maybe it's a balance against the legislature. I mean, there's a lot of independent voter, voters, and maybe it's the case that there's a lot of independent voters, but not enough in concentrated areas of uh, legislative and senate districts to make a real difference in who gets elected there. And so now, let's, Marcus, let's take exactly, son. You do such a great job with your analysis. What and, and, and you know, I, I learned this from the vest. I learned it from Biff McLean. What are the elections that are out there? You know, I work for the conference of mayors, NACO. So you've got some pretty decent sheriff's races that are out there, but you mm-hmm. have no mayoral races. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah, mayoral races so, are always on off uh, odd years. So consider that vacuum. Consider the fact that you know, uh, and, and again, you know, everybody has their opinion about about Amir here. But you know, look at his 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 constituent base and his position. He's not going to go out and back somebody in the, you know, I, I don't, just don't know what mayors are going to do throughout the Commonwealth. And I think that there's a shift in a tide, a reckoning an accountability that if the mayoral races aren't there and there are a lot, there's some alderman races throughout, but the, the biggest races that I see, by the way, are the, the, uh, the county, uh, the sheriff's race. Right. And you got a lot of, you got a lot of Republican sheriffs. Who are going to win? Are, the Cape, the Cape, gonna, Bristol who, County, Plymouth County, Essex County. Barnesville. Yeah, yeah Barnesville and the Cape. You're going to have a yeah. lot of Republican sheriffs elected and reelected. You are. So That's a good point. That's a good point, Barry. Respect, Worcester, respectfully, yeah. respectfully, they're going to drive that vote. In, in, in Marcus, we don't have a crystal ball. They're going to drive the vote up ticket? But but what is what is the driving ticket that's going to drive the majority of the vote? And if you look at if you look at the way that the votes went in in those Republican elected, um, I, I went back to the little history. You could do it. But if you looked at the red votes, 
in those times when it was Weld, Salucci. Uh, it is crazy to see how it mirrors those Republican sheriff areas. And, and, and I don't know. You can do more research. It's exciting. It's great to listen to you guys. Um, and, and, and I'm just glad we have you. But I, I think that it's a little bit more analysis has to be whittled down to the local races and who's going to drive and get the vote out. Barry, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. See you, Barry. Thanks. 508-996-0500. We're going to take this break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live. We're talking about the debate between uh, Jeff Deal and Chris Doty and the Republican primary that you heard on Howie Carr here on WBSM. Thought it was a good debate. Seems like the consensus is Doty won and Doty is the more electable Republican candidate just based on what Chris said, who's a Republican and some of the callers. But I want to shift the focus now to um, President Biden's visit, because, again, we have Congressman Jake Auchincloss, who was with Biden on Air Force One to fly into Congressman Auchincloss's district and go to Brayton Point in Somerset, which is, if you're not familiar, I'm sure you you probably are if you live around here, was the old uh, cold power, uh, coal power plant uh, that was knocked down and is now going to be a major, uh, a major, not staging area, I said staging area in the column, but not really staging area, but like a um, major industry place, let's just call it a, a a hub of industry for South Coast Wind. They're going to make the cables over there for the offshore. It's going to be an electrical outlet, basically. Yeah, going to basically. plug in the cables, right? Yeah, exactly. Which then get because it's got a direct link to the grid. Yeah, so so they're going to be powering essentially the um, the Plus, offshore wind industry. I think they're going to be manufacturing the cable there. That's and, what the president said as well. Yes, yeah, and and you know we talked a little bit about um, we talked a little bit about whether or not. You know, this was a competition, whether or not New Bedford lost the competition, you know, by having Biden there. But President Biden did specifically mention a New Bedford accomplishment by a New Bedford company and mentioned New Bedford's rep, Bill Keating, in his speech doing that. Right. He said that um, he, he had talked to he talked about meeting with the CEO of Vineyard Wind, who Mayor Mitchell had met with right. uh, the CEO of uh, Vineyard Wind and. They said that they had a what he called a historic labor agreement, which last summer I was there for it. I was there for the labor agreement. Gina McCarthy was there representing the White House, Biden's uh, climate czar, who's from Massachusetts. Right. And he had said, you know, a historic labor agreement to make sure that it was locally sourced jobs that were helping build these these um, these turbines. And he, he credited, he said, and, you know, congrats to Congressman Keating for his or good job, Congressman Keating right. for his work on that. So, you know. It is a competition, and, you know, I know Tim said, you know, we weren't sure if he was talking about a competition with other ports, like down the East Coast or here in the region, but Mayor Mitchell said competition after you mentioned Quonset Point. Right. So it well, wasn't... Was, to me, it was clear. It seemed pretty clear with every single port city right. or every single right. every single municipality that's on a shoreline we're in competition with, basically. Yes, that, that's all I took. That's, that's how I took it. Again, he mentioned it after you mentioned Quonset Point. Right. So I think it was pretty clear that it was against uh, it was it was against every municipality. But there's clearly going to be a symbiotic relationship between and the, I think the president highlighted that when he was in Somerset today, a symbiotic relationship between Somerset, New Bedford, uh, Rhode Island. Right. And I think I think also um, one of the points the mayor made is, you know, how much of this is going to be in the hands of private industry, mm -hmm. which which is which, out, which you know, you, there's a lot of government subsidies involved, there's a lot of regulations. Of involved, but the primary drivers of this will be private industry, which yeah. means you're not going to be able to bottle bottle bottleneck it or pigeonhole too many industries. If they, if, if 
there's a better deal in Quantum Point or part of the deals in Quantum Point, part of the deals in New Bedford. If it makes more logistical sense to put it in Quantum Point, exactly. if you need X amount of miles between the cables and the turbines, if the who knows? I don't know. If the accountants tell you, right? <laughs> yeah, if the accountants know. tell you it works best this way, I don't do that's science. really how it's yeah. going to go, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, the, um, but, at this, but, at the, but at that point, um, I did think that, as you point out, I thought that the you know it was it was a, it was a, clearly uh, Bill Keating was involved in this. He was right there coming off the plane, Air Force One, mm-hmm. with Jake and Auchincloss. He was sitting right there. Um, he and the president were talking. He mentioned Bill Keating by name, so that that was that was a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was um, a very strong performance by by Bill, by Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, in fact, and. Um, I'm not his target audience, right? The the reality of it is, but but I you know I look I I really appreciate when the president of the United States comes to whoever he is comes to, comes to our area, and I thought he did a very very good job. In fact, Marcus, um, I think a lot of these Democrats in other cities are making a mistake by not bringing the president to their district. When you look at his performance tonight, I agree. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're gonna take this break. We'll be right back. About a minute until. The 8 o'clock hour starts again. We're going to have Congressman Jake Auchincloss joining us. He was on Air Force One with President Biden. President Biden flew into his district in Somerset today. And so we're going to hear his reaction to that. Guys, remember, it's very rare to get a president to come right into Bristol County, right? And here, and here he came. So the guy who got him here is going to, is going to talk about all about it. Yeah, my call, my, my call, we'll get into it a little bit later. My call on WBSM.com talks about the last time a sitting, sitting current president of the United States came to the South Coast. It was Bill Clinton in Fall River in 1996. And I, and I talked about how that visit had historic implications and how this one could as well so definitely go check that out we'll get into it a little bit later but go check it out on wbsm.com again we're going to hear uh, from congressman jake auchincloss coming at the eight o'clock hour right after the news so stay tuned we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side